0: good morning and welcome back to the daily thread long layoff Whoa. oh my goodness it's been a while a
1: long layoff wow i don't know we've been feels like we've been away three years there's a lot to discuss um listen the, the world uh, keeps uh, rotating yeah right? and uh, things keep happening and there's a lot of uh 7 billion people on the planet, uh, all very complicated in their own individual way. So uh, yeah. 7, was, 7 billion people can make a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah. But you know what? I think Bar Hashem is, for the most part, pretty quiet in the world Yes. Yes. Baruch Sometimes, Hashem. unfortunately, you turn on your phone after such a long layoff and God knows what happens. But it's Baruch Hashem. It seemed like uh, here in Israel, everything went. Smooth.
1: Well, yeah, it was a it was a beautiful yontif. Um, uh, wherever you are, wherever you are, uh, a lot of people traveling back as we speak. Yeah, today's the from day. Israel. Today's I mean, I what? have friends that live here in the in the five towns, but they also own homes. And you know, what do you keep one or two days? I don't know if we discussed this previously because after Yantif and. All that food and all yeah. that drinking uh, and all that eating, mostly eating, not so much drinking. A lot of food. You know, I think most of your brain gets uh, everything gets deleted. Kind of.
0: And I'll tell you, yesterday at that last meal after dancing Simchas Torah, <laughs> and like my in-laws threw yeah. down a regular meal. Yeah. They even had guests, and, and, uh, and at some, anybody eat? At, yeah people
1: were eating. And at know. some
0: point that, uh, during the main course, I just fell asleep. I fell asleep on on.
1: Well, we we did the same thing, but I wanted to say that. Before i get to the food part i wanted to say that we have friends that live here in the five towns who keep one day yontif uh right there's really. a, a whole because they're, they're usually combination of reasons why you either keep one or two days Yantif and we're not post we're not going to nope. issue a sock here um but uh i spoke to someone who i thought came in this morning because they were on the midnight flight last night and he said no. That uh, he landed last night. He left three o'clock in the afternoon yesterday from really Hungarian airport. Because it wasn't for him yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's He got here at eleven o'clock last night, and he was in his office this office in his morning at uh, at nine o'clock on food. You listen, in our house we also had a lavish amount uh, of food. Um, I was telling uh, Ima, your your mother and uh, oh, my that's wife. Who my mother. is? Yes. Oh. Just for, get the, we have to start from the beginning again <laughs> Right, okay we're Starting voracious, we gotta someone, start Someone came over to me in shul Assume nothing
0: Someone came over to me in shul and said, oh, I listened to the Daily Thread podcast And at first I didn't know that that was your father I thought you were just squaring up against someone who's like triple your age
1: Uh-huh, okay, triple and not, quadruple actually, yeah Let's Five see. times? Well, I don't know Five times? Know, I times? think, yeah, of course <laughs> uh, It's many, many, it's many, many years Not that you're, far off from You're triple. the youngest, you're the youngest of six children so, um, obviously, um, there's a significant amount uh, of years between us, but it's your benefit because I was older and wiser when you were born. I always um, say I kept you, I kept you guys young. Well we were, t- we were talking about food. So the thing I wanted to say about food was that um, even though you had these uh, upscale, uh, lavish um, meals in shul, uh, still when you came home, there was a meal waiting for us in our house anyway. Uh, and I remember looking in the refrigerator before Jan's have started, and there wasn't a half an inch where you could fit anything else in. Yeah. And then after all the meals and all the kids were there, a lot of your nieces and nephews were there, um... Dini and Eliezer's kids, Yochanan and 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 Hani's kids, and listen, your brother Nissen. Came well, I can't on. leave anybody
0: out. Dovi, Amal. Well, I'm not talking <laughs> about. I'm talking about the last two days oh, okay. specifically. Yeah.
1: Uh, I looked at the refrigerator last night, and it also was still stuffed. Oh, there was roo- wasn't room for anything. So you'll
0: have dinner for a few weeks now, probably. Well,
1: um, well, you know, I'm planning on going to Florida Sunday, so oh, okay. we got to figure out how we're going to do this from Florida. We're have to figure that
0: out. But I'll tell you something interesting in regards to the food. No matter how much you eat throughout Yontif. If you go, you know, five, six hours without eating, you're ultimately going to be hungry again. Like everyone's saying, oh, my gosh, I ate so much every month. But like you woke up this morning and you were likely hungry
1: and you need to eat again. So Mm -hmm. I'm never going to eat again. Yes, you are. You're probably going to eat breakfast today. Yeah, I was talking to somebody in show about uh, I was thinking back to Yom Kippur. Yeah. How hungry you were. Yeah. Right. Yom Kippur around one o'clock in the afternoon. You're really, really good. We never really
0: spoke about how people break their fasting Yom Kippur. Um, it's, it's, know, it 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 varies. I think.
1: Did I tell you about my friend's father, who many years ago told me that when he was in the concentration camps, uh, um, that on Yom Kippur um, the Nazis would give them extra, special, better food than usual, and of course it was Yom Kippur. Right. And he said the next day after Yom Kippur they fed them absolutely nothing. Right. So I said to him at the time, "Well, so what did you do?" He said, "We fasted two days." I find different uh, different people I find that it's a lot of hype
0: in terms of you know nowadays the way we eat before fast and the way we uh, go crazy about fasting I think that first of all fasting is something that has become pretty popular in the in the nutrition world and people dieting like the Elon Musk fast pretty often and he does yeah and that's how he, he says he looks so good oh yeah but anyways like I doubt that people who fast who don't need to fast, Aren't preparing the way we prepare for fasts and not going as crazy we go. I think just the fact that we we cannot eat or drink, we get a little bit hysterical. Well, I
1: if you, I texted you this morning <coughs> when and we were discovering discussing what time to meet, and um, I, I think that I think it's a fair uh, assessment about how much time. Uh, what uh, what do you remember about Yantiv more, the davening or the eating?
0: Well, it depends where you daven. No, um, but
1: but what what uh, <laughs> I'm not denigrating anything and I'm not being cynical I'm just saying that a huge amount of emphasis is put on on the cuisine. Well, they're both so, they're yeah, both mitzvahs, and that's how you celebrate Yom It's not a bad thing. No, they're
0: both they're both mitzvahs.
1: They're they both they're both important. But my question was, which one gets you know an inordinate amount of attention? Over I, th- the I, other? Think, I think Are they both equal.
0: Goes without saying that the food gets an inordinate amount of attention. Well, um, I would say,
1: first of all, it's cold here in New York. You have heat on in the office. I smell I'm, it. Is it not? It's the first time that it's on? Yeah, I
0: smell it. it smells yeah, good, I, no? I
1: smell it, yeah. It smells like you just put the heat on, actually. For the yes.
0: first time. It's usually freezing in here.
1: <laughs> but well, it's cold outside here in New York today. I imagine that this is being seen other places other than New York, where it's pretty, yeah. uh, pretty nice outside still. But it's, it's cold here. It's like 43 degrees this morning.
0: Listen, you know, I think considering how late Succas was this year, the fact that the weather was... For the most part, amazing.
1: Nothing, nothing came out as was anticipated. Everybody was experts on meteorolo- meteorologic, meteorological experts yeah, right? over the summer. Oh, you this year it's going to be freezing. Even I said it and wrote it in the. I don't think it was paper. freezing. You thought it was freezing? No, no. I, I remember, I, we reminisced here before. Yeah, we, broke we said it was going to be cold. but We said we going to wear winter coats in the Sukkah. I think during it the day. Was, it was, it was, was outstanding. The weather was beautiful here in New York.
0: Yeah, really, it really Florida was. Florida
1: was probably very, very hot. Israel was beautiful. Israel looked beautiful. So I imagine the only place that were really cold were probably Alaska and Chicago, maybe. Yeah. Could Chicago's be. always cold. Chicago's yeah. always cold. Yeah, especially when it comes to Yontif. It's just the cold, the cold thing pops in. Yeah. let's it's Yontif is coming. Let's get cold out there, folks.
0: <laughs> so let's get to our stories for today. Yeah. Um, so, first, really important story is is the Israeli elections. Yes, know people again, they might give you a headache to hear about the Israeli elections, but at the end of the day, um, these elections are super important, especially for the Haredim in Eretz Israel, um, to sort of vote in a white a white a right wing government. Bibi Netanyahu is trying to form that government. And very,
1: the election process is very different in Israel than it is here in the United States. Uh, here in the United States, uh, you pretty much, in normal times, you know what, who won the election mm-hmm. almost that same evening. Um, that changed in 2020 when, the you know, most of the Democrats discovered all kinds of ways to cheat on elections. So, you know, oh. an election could be won by a candidate and then someone shows up at 2 a.m. with a trunk full of ballots oh, that. That, he forgot to dr- that he forgot to drop that's off. A, that's, so that's, that's, hopefully that's, they that's figured allergic. out a way to uh, uh, detect that and, and to avoid that. Uh, uh, this time around Not that I'm anti-democrat But it just happens to be uh, Sounds one pretty anti-democrat It's one of their signature things That they know here. how to do So in Israel Even though there'll be elections On November 1st It could take as much as six weeks Until you're going to know Who's going to lead the government Because they have to go It's a parliamentary system Why is it so important
0: This election more than the others That you know We mentioned that Gershon Edelstein Said that during Yom Naram To Daven for the elections
1: well, listen. All the elections are, are very important, as as it those all like grown s- up have seen. You're talking about in Israel, yeah. per se, not No, I'm talking yeah. about
0: in Israel specifically right now.
1: Well, you, you see that the uh, the left in Israel uh, uh, had their way uh, over the last couple of years, and it was uh, a disaster. If you yeah. think
0: inflation is bad here in America, and you think the home prices and it's
1: terrible in Israel, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with prices in Israel. When I think of Israel. I think a lot of people, when they think of Israel, they think in terms of the long the, the long picture. Israel's security, Israel's safety in the world, okay. their relationship with the United States that provides uh, so much money. And you know, Israel is uh, is an island uh, in a sea of hostility, with with uh, with uh, surrounded by potential uh, enemies. And uh, uh, during the Trump administration, and the Abraham Accords, he managed to um, derail that. Negative momentum that was always present with Israel being under threat by making peace between Israel and several of the Gulf states uh, specifically uh, United Arab Emirates Bahrain Sudan and uh, and Morocco which was a, a, a Very big move and the Biden administration is trying to do the opposite There's something very weird going on in the world uh, And that is that you know America is not digging for oil. So your gasoline prices are, are sky-high uh, we're trying to get uh, um, oil from uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia reduced their uh, production uh, of oil. Um, Biden said they're going to be sorry for that. But Saudi Arabia's problem with the United States is really um, the different different types of um, ways that they observe uh, Islam. Iran is one way, and Saudi Arabia is a different way. and and, so, and Iran would love to destroy Saudi Arabia almost as much as they want to.
0: This is like a master class on Middle East. Uh... Almost as
1: much as they want to destroy Israel. So my, I don't want to give a class in, in international affairs, but I just want to say that there's something weird going on in that the uh, uh, um, United States is trying to make a deal with Iran, okay, uh, to so that uh, they could build a nuclear weapon in exchange for that. They will be able to uh, get Iranian oil, which the international sanctions now means that they people have to boycott Iranian oil. But Iran is supplying drones to Russia to use what they call killer drones. Uh, Iran is supplying Iran is supplying <laughs> listen, Iran is supplying killer drones to Russia where they're killing Ukrainians and America, is trying to is giving billions of dollars in weapons to ukraine to defend against the russians i feel like america is so, funding both sides here well there's a big contradiction uh, uh going on the they, Iran iranians killing uh is, is giving killer weaponry to the russians to kill ukrainians america is pumping in billions of dollars to ukraine to kill russians so you know america is uh right right Quite in the, in the middle. middle sounds like a mess um, that that is a big mess, and you mentioned Elon Musk. Elon Musk uh, introduced a peace plan. You know, he wants to. The, by the way, they said last night that he's going to be taking over Twitter in about two weeks. Really? Yeah, I missed that.
0: That's a that's a story. Yeah, yeah,
1: that that that's very big. That could that that's a a game changer. That that could change the way people communicate in the world because you know, right now here in the United States, the last couple of years we have been dealing. With uh, uh, a regime, uh, a, a leadership that wants to suppress your ability to speak freely,
0: hundred percent. I think that's that's a story worth uh, worth mentioning. Elon Musk going to be taking over Twitter. Yeah, you're a looking at A forty four billion dollar deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he's overpaying. You know, <laughs> you think he's overpaying? But it, but it's free. But it really is the uh, the the ultimate uh, level of what free speech sh- should be about. And free speech is so important that First Amendment. You're uh, your ability to express yourself freely.
0: I haven't seen anything about this, by the way, on Twitter, about Elon Musk buying it.
1: Well, why don't you just look on the uh, regular news, not on Regular Twitter. news? Maybe Twitter's trying to suppress the information. Could be? I
0: do see Elon Musk tweeted, please buy my perfume so I can buy Twitter.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know he has a perfume.
0: Listen, Elon Musk has everything. There's another story that I think is... Uh, for, for, so first of all, again, Israel, you know, I read an article over, over Yantif about Benjamin Netanyahu really, really lobbying... Um, to the to the Haredim and to the right wing to try to come together and help him form a government so he could be voted in. I personally love Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, most of my life, he's been prime minister of Israel. Right, right. Um, before him, time. I think it was Ehud Olmert, and um, I really he, he was prime
1: minister for a long time. And uh, listen, he is about I think 74 75 years and, old. And you know,
0: people always wish he maybe you know, no one ever isn't to love everybody, but I think if you look at Ariel Sharon was a disaster, and Ehud Olmert is a disaster. You know, a crooked politician. Benjamin Netanyahu, who you know served in the IDF, and you know, I'm
1: I'm getting you know older older leaders are are dangerous, more dangerous than younger leaders. Older leaders, yeah. Ariel Sharon was a great warrior and a great uh, leader uh, of Israel, but when he hit his seventies. He started thinking to himself, "How are people gonna remember me? I want them to remember me for peace." Yeah, you know, pulled out of Gush Katif, pulled out ten thousand people. That's from a disaster. That was a disaster, by the way. So I don't think Netanyahu was like that. Rabin was like that too. He was a warrior. Uh, he was a fighter. He was a general. He was played an important role in the 1967 war when Israel recaptured East Jerusalem. But then when he got older, he got softer. MBB and and is not make, young. He wanted to make the Oslo Accords, and he shook uh, Arafat's hand on the lawn of the White House when Jimmy Carter was president. You, and, and with Joe Biden, it's absolutely, it's an absurd, it's at an absurd point. Because when, when a leader has no political future, there's nothing at stake for him. You see, yeah. when uh, when Bill Clinton was president, he was forty three years old. He was concerned about the future. What's he going? How's he going to parlay this leadership business, as being president, into big bucks? Which he did turn into big bucks. Barack Obama, who was also very young when he became president, about forty five years old also parlayed into hundreds of millions of dollars and he's concerned about uh what he's going to be involved in going forward but if you're you know joe biden and you're 80 years old and you've been in the in in the leadership for for 55 years you don't have to worry about yeah especially the future is especially
0: when hunter is so successful you know I don't think you need to do anything. You just take money from your son, Hunter.
1: Well, we haven't heard even one uh, percent uh, of that story yet. I, think I know that's, that's still gonna. Well, that's what we're hoping when
0: down. Elon Musk takes over Twitter. Perhaps we can have free speech again.
1: Yeah, I, I hope so. I think that's the objective. I think one of the unique things about Hunter Biden is pretty much has nothing to do to, with Israel or the Jewish people. So that's a very yeah. unusual story. Yeah, that's generally true. speaking. What else uh, do you have on your list there?
0: So another another story that's worth mentioning is. The story of Daryl Brooks. Um, Daryl Brooks is the person who in Wisconsin drove his car through a parade. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Killing and injuring dozens of people. Right. And in a strange yeah. <coughs> turn of events, he is his own defense attorney at the trial. At mm-hmm. his own trial. Mm-hmm. And what defense is he sort of going with when witnesses and officers take the stand and to testify against him, Daryl Brooks, and they mentioned him by name. You, Daryl Brooks, were in the car that drove and mm-hmm. hurt so many people. He says, "I do not know who you are referring to. I do not identify as that name, nor I want to be mentioned with that name, Daryl Brooks." It's sort of like, it's sort of like we kind of expect that, you know, because we became, we the, the world went into this mode in this, this, this zone of, you can identify and be who you ever you want to be. So what's stopping a criminal from saying? Oh, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. I don't, that's not my name. I shaved my head. I changed my look. Mm-hmm. That's not even my gender. So, well, like,
1: what do you expect? The little bit I know about that story is that number one uh, is that he's insane.
0: Yeah, he's absolutely insane. So, I mean, he has his own defense. It's and, very
1: difficult to discuss uh, uh, <coughs> insane things in a logical, uh, reasonable way. Very difficult, I think. Uh, but that leads us to the American election, I think, by the way, where we have to put a. Uh, stem the tide of this craziness
0: listen everyone's everyone should just go out and vote that's all we could say but uh, I, some of these videos of Daryl Brooks every single thing that the the, the the that the prosecution says he goes um I object and the judge all goes right. over old and it happens every it happens every 30 seconds because he's oh. not an attorney he, yeah. he's not even sane yeah. But yeah. it's such a mockery because, again, there are people who take the stand who lost loved ones. Is there a jury? There's a jury, and they no, constantly are sending in and out the jury because if he's opening his mouth.
1: And you know what? it's nah, He's, he's, he, he's going to be convicted, yeah. and he's going to be psychologically evaluated again, and he's going to be determined that he's insane. What? And they'll put him away for uh, 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 in some institution for a long time where he'll have three meals a day and a large screen TV. Probably
0: more than he had before.
1: <laughs> Everything that he needs. He just won't be able to push anybody off a subway platform or run anybody over him. So actually, they, in a way, you could sense that they could be depriving him of his rights uh, to be free.
0: Interesting. Another headline that really made waves right after Yontif is yes. what's happening in Australia.
1: Okay, what's happening in Australia? Fill Do you
0: not in. know what happened in Australia over Yontif?
1: Uh, give me a hint.
0: About them uh, walking back. Jerusalem as
1: oh mean moving their embassy yeah so to, well I, I, I didn't see that I didn't see that you really didn't I really didn't see that wow I, I, I always, so I'm breaking a story I always, to you I always click on the Israeli news in the morning you know. so let
0: me let me let me let me bring you up to speed and our listeners in reversal yeah. Australia won't recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital yeah. Australia's new left leaning government is reversing the decision to they made nearly four years ago under a conservative administra- administration move to move the country's embassy to, in Israel to Jerusalem. Yeah. So they are moving, um, or they are deciding not to move. They're not recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital.
1: Well, they they must have been under blistering pressure not to move their uh, embassy uh, uh to Jerusalem. Um, Australia is an important ally uh, of Israel. And the United States. They're this little island there in the in the big wide ocean. You know, no one's attacking them because no one can reach them without getting into a a a, a warship, yeah. or or rowboat. Um, uh, but these countries that uh, announced that they're moving their embassies to Israel are under blistering pressure and also under pressure uh, are the Arab countries uh, especially the ones that ally themselves with uh, the Palestinians with the Palestinian Authority because the more countries that recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital it decreases the chance to to me it's a crazy fantasy crazy dream that someday there's going to be two states uh, Israel and well, the, Palestine. The Biden
0: uh, government is is that's what that that's what the position they're taking is they want know, a two state solution. That, that's that's what they say they want because and Yarlapid also wants a, the current prime minister of Israel wants know, a two state solution. You know
1: what? Yarlapid is is a is a is a leftist. Uh, uh, not a bad guy. But well, hates charedim. But but point is this. He could afford to say that he's for a two-state solution because he's not going to be. Because the Palestinians be are not for a two-state solution because their view of a two-state solution means that all the people that live in Judea and Samaria, six hundred thousand people, that's the first condition out have to be have to leave their homes and give it over to the Palestinian people. That's one major condition. Then, of course, uh, Israel has to withdraw from East Jerusalem, which means giving up sovereignty over the Kotel. That's not going to happen. Over. All right, so you could afford you could afford to say that you're a two-state solution. I don't understand. Because it's not happening. It's impossible to happen. What, how so is it impossible? I'm sure people thought it would be same.
0: impossible for Israel to give over Gush Katif as well. And That they, was
1: 10,000, but that was, you're right, but that was 10,000 people. But that was
0: 10,000 people that they just
1: uprooted them and kicked them out and expelled them. Listen, in, in the that Ma- was more possible? In Mossos Vineyard, they couldn't deal with 50 Venezuelans. They couldn't, they were in a panic. What they're going to do with 50 Venezuelans that Governor DeSantis from Florida flew into Massachusetts. I mean, you talk about 600,000 people. And that's the fundamental condition of the Palestinian uh, Authority: is that Judea Samaria is, has to be part of a Palestinian state. And not only that, the most anti-Semitic, the most racist aspect of the entire thing is: even if there is a two-state solution, why can't a Jew live in a, in a, in a, in a so-called quote-unquote Arab country? A Jew should be allowed to live anywhere they want in the world, like anybody else. Well, unfortunately, I mean, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the fact. But you can't accept that. You can't accept that. That certainly can't be uh, the uh, an element of a um, of a, a peace deal between uh, that's you know that negotiations and fighting that's been going on for for seventy five years. That can't be an element of. Uh, that's how you reach peace. I think the the under the common
0: denominator here of all the stories that we brought up and mentioned so far is just how important it is for everyone to get out and vote. And it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter if, all oh, my vote doesn't count. Your vote counts. Your vote counts wherever you are. It's so important to go out and, and vote. America, Israel, no matter where you are. Well,
1: I, I would say, you tell me if I'm wrong, that um, um, a lot of people listening to this, watching this, are in New York.
0: Yeah, I'd say.
1: That's where, that's where a lot of, half the country's Jews are in New York. Half
0: the country's Jews are
1: in New York? Yeah, there's 6 million Jews in the United States. There's about 2 plus million Jews in the New York area. Interesting, okay. Uh, so, you know, we have, a. I, I was invited last night, by the way, to be on WABC at, uh, to discuss, um, the element of what we discussed a few weeks ago about, uh, the involvement of the New York state government in yeshiva education. Interesting. And you turned it down. Because I didn't turn it down. I wanted to go on, but the, the host, Frank Marano, uh, who I listen to whenever I'm up uh, during the night thinking about what we're going to do in the podcast yeah. the next morning, um, he wants me to come down to the studio. You know, he wants to do it live. You couldn't do that. I wasn't gonna go down there at two a.m. You know. Oh, come on. So he had a woman on who was gonna be on with me. Julie Globus is her name. Yeah. Uh, she used to run a uh, blog, blog, blog site called uh, Failed Messiah. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember? Anyway, so I listened to her. I was up anyway.
0: So you could have been. You could have drove down there at that point.
1: No, but I'm glad I wasn't on with her it because been a, it she, been got, a... she has she got it all wrong. He's gonna have me on separately. Okay. maybe I wrote him this morning maybe tonight maybe next week but uh, she got it all wrong because she comes to the table with a very very bad personal experience and the from from the from community and she has a lot of hostility you know so you, if you if you want to discuss a subject you have to discuss it as objectively as you possibly can and you got to leave your hostility and your anger and your prejudices you got to leave it at home and come in and discuss it and analyze it uh, from a reasonable, intelligent uh, perspective. I mean, there's pros and cons to that. I'm not going to get into it now. But, of course, the, the argument is that my, if I was on, I would have told Frank that the fact of the matter is you can't just focus exclusively on the mechanics of education. So what do they produce? Go to any yeshiva anywhere that you claim is not giving a secular education. To their children to their students and find me find me let's let's compare the rap sheets yeah. of any yeshiva student with anybody any any uh student from uh, any one of new york city's uh, public schools and um I, I could you could pick out a hundred kids you're not going to find uh, one offense one uh one criminal offense uh but that's not the case in the, what the uh uh public schools are producing not because the public schools are bad It's over a million kids in the public schools, probably ninety-seven and a half percent of them are fine, up, outstanding, upstanding young people from fine homes. But it, there's no room for that kind of activity. Uh, it's not, it's not encouraged as being legitimate or encouraged as a person appropriately expressing themselves by getting involved in a life of crime.
0: I hear you. So hopefully you get that opportunity to go on to that show and
1: yeah, I'll let you know. Speak, I'll let you speak know. Speak your mind. I said to him, I said to him, I can't yeah. be there at two a.m. You know, especially last night. I can't be there at 2 a.m. He says uh, I could do it over the phone. So he said, "Well, is 4 a.m. easier for you? Mm. Is <laughs> it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think 4 a.m. is much easier."
0: The interesting halacha today is Isru Chag. as discussed previously in a different post. Uh, Rabbi Yeheskel Hartman says the day after Yom is called Isru Chag. There is a mitzvah to eat and drink on this day. One who does this is considered as if he brought a karbon to Hashem. The reason for this is that one who shows simcha on this day. Is connecting the impact of the yumtiv to the weekday because isterchak has somewhat of a Tov status. We do not say lamane during shacharis. Wow! So it's a
1: mitzvah to eat and drink today. There's a lot of diets starting today.
0: Well, I guess not anymore.
1: Well, there, there's a lot of diets starting today. Of course, you cannot eat uh, today on the pace that you've eaten over the last few weeks. You know what? I think someone would Can accept you?
0: that challenge. What? I, I, again, like I said, I think people are are they're hungry. Like. They didn't eat since yesterday and they're hungry and maybe they're not going to eat such a big meal at at 1 p.m. like they did yesterday in nah, you know, nine pm th- when,
1: you, when you think back to yourself as like you're sitting there on Tuesday afternoon <laughs> and you're having you know brisket and uh, yeah you and know what I th- and yeah. corned beef and potato kugel and luxun kugel, and it's Tuesday afternoon at two or three o'clock you never do that on a Tuesday afternoon
0: I know and, and then if you but if you do do that then you're certainly not eating the rest of the day but then you are there again seven hours later having dinner it's a little bit wild today also is um the yard side of the Ribnitzer <laughs> And I'll show a video right over here. Mm-hmm. That video is the lines of cars waiting to go into the Tzion of the Ribbon of just
1: Did I say how many years? I don't know. It must be uh, 20, 25 years, I would bet. Yeah, at least,
0: at I, least. I, don't, I don't see how many years.
1: I know you told me. I told the story that I met him 35 years ago. Rebbe Saraba. I told I told you that whole story. I went to Seagate and um, yeah, Mordechai Ben David. Uh, he brought you in. He brought me in, and uh, he told me to daven very late. He told me to Davin at noon time. So I got there. figure figured who Davin's at noon time. So I got there 11:30, and the place was locked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody showed up till like a quarter to one.
0: Oh, really? I guess you should have taken him seriously.
1: I don't think your Rebbe was there today. I came there to Davin Seagate. I had to go back one evening uh, to meet him, and um, actually, he 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 took a uh, he asked Emma to take off a necklace and give it to him. And he held a necklace in his hand and closed his eyes and said something, and then uh, gave it back to her.
0: Do you saw? Does she still have saw that ne- that necklace?
1: I don't know. Probably.
0: Probably You have to ask her Okay I'm going to um, Here another picture uh, We have so much to catch up on Here's a picture Of Rabbi Yossi Akatinsky Or Moshe Weimaker At the Simchase Seshweba In Ishkodesh Between KMH and Ishkodesh For the Five Towns community I was not there I was in Muncie But um, Had a lot of people there And it looked pretty Pretty fun Pretty dick.
1: I was in and out of KMH uh, Over the last couple of days um, I was there last night For the um very very warm um you know just great uh great words uh of wisdom from the rabbi and attracting a lot of young people yeah and um really reaching into a lot of people's uh, hearts and, and souls from what i could see it's beautiful so i
0: think that's pretty much our episode for today um we're back to life we're back to regular life everyone's back regular to work schedule
1: monday through thursday monday
0: through thursday we're back at, at you with another episode tomorrow we're gonna have to figure out if you're going to florida next week we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna well keep it up
1: you tell you tell me you're the technological uh, genius uh, uh we just might have
0: to fly a camera crew down with you because I, I don't really have so much faith in you being able to well
1: why can't i just set up my ipad and do a split screen
0: uh, i guess we could
1: like you did that to one of the uh i guess the audio the so we
0: have, am i gonna send you a mic
1: um, I don't know um,
0: Maybe I'll get someone down there to help you out
1: Why don't we try it out here in New York before I go down So we can see how it works
0: Maybe Maybe we'll discuss it off the air
1: Okay, very good, great to be back Alrighty. Great to see you Have a great day everybody Thank you